Good evening and welcome to another edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined as always by my buddy Rob. What's up, Rob? Hey, Todd. Hope you're doing okay tonight. I am. This is uh, a very, uh, I don't know, eventful evening, right? November 2nd, 2020. Or second, third, second. Yeah. Second. Um, night before election. So some of you will probably hear this after that. Uh, so we're not going to talk about any of that tonight. Um, we've got good stuff to talk about. And we're, we, um, even some good, like positivity overtime topics tonight. So looking forward to that. Um, first and foremost, thanks as always to Pale Fire and Mossy Creek. Well, looking forward to catching up with those guys again at some point, late fall, early winter. I don't know this year. <laughs> we'll see what happens. And we just wanted to mention off the top that we have some great stuff. We have a really cool guest tonight. We're so glad to have, and we're going to have um, another one next week. So we're going to have just for the women's basketball folks, we're going to have coach O'Regan next week on the podcast and really looking forward to talking with him. Finally, actually talking about a potential season. <laughs> He's like three weeks out from yeah, three weeks yesterday. Yeah, they released the, more of the out of conference today. Yeah, so uh, exci- excited to finally talk JMU sports, which is something we're doing tonight in a roundabout way. And our guest tonight is Katie Harper. She was is a recent JMU grad and was a Breeze sports reporter and covered the team. We wanted to have her. We talked to her last week, and she was gracious enough with her time to join us. Welcome, Katie. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Like I said, this is big for me. I haven't been doing much recently, so <laughs> love to get yeah, on. Yeah, what a year to what a year to graduate, right? Oh, I know. I'm wondering <laughs> when I have to drop the recent grad title because it's now November. So, oh no, you get to keep that okay. for hold five on years. I can yeah. hold on to that one for a while. Okay, great. Okay, yeah. Katie, we, we both really admired your work, uh, your coverage of the Breeze. Really thought you did a fantastic job, and so we're excited to get you on here. We'd like to get you know, somebody who's maybe a little bit closer to school age than we are, which is always good. But also, like I said, we really enjoyed your work. You did a lot of great coverage of the Dukes um, and in particular with football. So we just, you don't just jump right into it. I mean, the big story obviously is Nooch last night. Um, I I don't know, like if you guys had thoughts, I know Katie, you're an Eagles fan, so it had to be conflicting for you, right? Uh, It was the whole week leading up to it. I just kept checking the updates to see if he was actually going to start and then the entire game was the struggle. And I didn't think it would be as hard as it was because I really did want to see him succeed. But at the same time, I'm like, first place in the division sounds really nice for the Eagles. So, <laughs> Yeah. Well, Rob's a Giants fan. I'm a Washington fan, both lifelong. Um, so we're, we're surrounding the Cowboys in the NFC East here tonight. Um, yeah. What did you, I, I mean, you guys, I'm just interested. I, 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 I you know, the national media got all excited and it's fun to make fun of the rookie who gets stuck into a unenviable position. Um, I didn't think it was quite as bad as all that, but I don't know, Katie, I was hoping maybe with your Eagles fan, maybe you're a little more objective than us. Um, what were you thinking last night other than wishing that Jalen Hurts or maybe thinking he was better than both quarterbacks in the game? Yeah. Yeah, you know, we never really got to see if Jalen Hurts would have been the best quarterback. It's fine. I'll just wait another week for that one. Um I got a little nervous heading into the game with the way they were talking about Danucci ahead of the game. And I was, I was like, give him a little bit more credit than you're giving him right now. I think obviously there are some jabs that they were throwing that I didn't think were fair with asking, Oh, where did he even go to college? I'm like, he went to JMU respect it. (laughs) Um, And even then it's, it was an unfortunate circumstance where he got thrown into it, but I don't think all of the coverage was deserved because he did have, quite the successful career. And I think he proved that, especially as a senior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I, I thought it was rough. Cause I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you he played great and deserves to be the starter. He had some, some rough plays. I think overall it was not a shining debut, but given the circumstances, I mean, it, this might sound like I'm making excuses, but this was a tough, tough situation. You know, there was no preseason. So he's never seen any live NFL action. Really, I mean, those couple throwaway plays against Washington, you know, taking some, you know, end of the game snaps. But that's a really tough way to debut. But he had a terrible offensive line. He had one week to prepare, you know, so he probably had, what, maybe two live practices. Mm-hmm. Um, he was kind of, I don't want to say he set up to fail because he wasn't. I mean, he's he's a pro. You, you got to take advantage of the opportunities. But he certainly was not given a very easy path to success. Um, yeah. He... he Ball security was a problem. 
You, you saw that with both quarterbacks. You see that with pretty much every quarterback in the NFC East. You know, nobody can hang on the ball. He had a couple really poor throws, but then I also think that they dropped a couple on him. Yeah. You know, he was two or three passes either way from having an okay night, which is all you'd expect. It's just we our expectations have gotten so out of whack with some of these rookie quarterbacks coming in and, and pulling a Joe Burrow or, you know, I mean, Patrick Mahomes coming in a second. You're like, that's that's crazy. Todd and I are a bit older than you, Katie, but like you <laughs> never saw quarterbacks even play this early in their rookie season when we were growing up. So I, I don't know, like it wasn't a, a great debut, but it wasn't this abject failure. It was a seventh round pick making the best of a bad situation. And it's sometimes looking a little bit like during the headlights, but then he also, when he settled in, I thought mm-hmm. he did okay. So it, it was kind of just, I don't know, just meh. <laughs> like he didn't, he didn't <laughs> win the job, but he didn't embarrass himself. Well, Rob, you made a good point that I forgot about, which is not having any preseason this year. And even the rookie minicamps no, were rookie really, camps, real, yeah. you know, really limited by the COVID circumstances this year. I mean, Tua was awful yesterday. Yeah. And he threw for like it's just that his team, yards. yeah, I mean, his team scored 21 points on defense and special teams, which, you know, so he go flies under the radar because they won the game. Right. And um, yeah, you're right. I mean, obviously Herbert and... Burrow have both played well this year, but you know, I, I, look, I, I, I'm with you, Rob. If they could have made the, could, there were at least three balls they could have caught. I thought should have been, you know, should have been caught type plays. He also though had at least two that should have been picked. You know, it's just, it's yeah, just, oh it's yeah, cool, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, obviously, and we saw. I mean, I felt like he was trying so hard, especially in the second half. Um, I was just angry at the Cowboys. I, I didn't know. I went into the game rooting for the Cowboys for the first time in my life, Katie. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, other I didn't, than I didn't go that far, right. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe there's a, there's probably a Cowboys game somewhere where I needed them to win to help Washington at some point in my life. But, uh, you know, the first time I was legitimately rooting for the Cowboys was last night. And I was, I didn't think I could get angrier at the Cowboys than I ever have been. But that whole nonsense with all the trick plays early on and making him splitting him out and just like, I, I don't know. I just wish they would have given him a chance to just run the offense. And if he fails, he fails. But that felt really frustrating to me that they weren't even, they were running this like, you know, all the wildcat stuff. And I mean, it he did like throw they, a good block. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it felt like they didn't, they didn't trust him to run the offense at all. And I understand being a little bit hesitant, mm-hmm. but that was just weird. It was, it, was. It, was, it was to an extreme of like, uh, it reminded me of the Daquan Scott game where Mickey didn't throw a pass <laughs> against William Mary, where we yeah. basically didn't play a quarterback. It was like one of those situations where they just didn't know what they could do. And they were like, oh, there's no way we could install our real offense. So we'll put in all these gimmicky plays. And it was like he was equipped with like 20 plays to work with. And maybe that was yeah. the case. I, I don't know, but it seemed a little too gimmicky for me. Like yeah. at first, the first, you're like, yeah, mix it up, you know, do something different. Um mm-hmm. But then it just, it, I don't know, it got a little weird. And then, Katie, I want to go back to something you said. Like, I'm usually somebody who ignores announcers and everything. And I, I think it's a little crazy when people claim bias against their team. But I do think Collinsworth was a little too snarky last night. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that, you know? it, my, my, I was trying to leave his name out of it because I'm not his biggest fan. But yeah, he was the one that the entire game, I kept looking at my mom. I'm like, he needs to chill. It's yeah. It's I mean, a he's a guy who's famous for, for wearing an AFC championship ring. It's, it's not like this guy has climbed the mountain or done anything that great. Like he got the Super Bowl and lost, but he was very dismissive and he kept making comments like, oh, you know, different, this ain't JMU or, you know, it ain't, it ain't college anymore. And you wouldn't say that if it was Tua. You wouldn't say that it was Joe Burrow. Um, I don't know. I, just, I, I, I started not take offense but it was just it was grating on my last nerve i thought he was way too flippant last night and we're talking about a guy who who earned the right to be there it's a weird situation but he was entirely too dismissive of danucci and making it seem like it was some sort of bad news bear situation mm-hmm. i agree with that one too i think like even in the lead up mike mccarthy the entire time was i think since ben has been drafted has said that there's something there obviously mccarthy wasn't expecting it to be in his first season to step up and play like that. But I mean, when you have a coach of that caliber continuously saying that there is skill there, there is someone he has the chance to be great. You you should respect that, especially if you're an, an announcer, because you're not doing the amount of research that 
head coaches when they're looking to pick a player like Ben in the draft. And yeah, that one was just getting to me last night. Okay. So, so Todd, what about you? Are, are we, are we, over yeah, I mean, I know you guys are right spot on for sure. I mean, the one thing I'll say for Collinsworth, it, there was a point right in the, I don't know if it was a mid third quarter or late or early fourth, like there, there were a couple drives there where he threw a couple good balls, yeah. you know, and they made some first downs and it was like normal throws. Right. I mean, I think he made one to Gallup and a couple to the tight end. And even Collinsworth said like, he's it's starting to slow down for him. You can see his eyes calming down. And of course that's the way you are. You're so jacked up, right? You're playing, you know? Um, yeah. I wish there would have been a little more. I think you guys are right completely. It was way out of hand for, I, I think it's just become, I mean, a, everybody loves to kind of make fun of the Cowboys, right? When they fall apart and it's so comically bad. I mean, one thing that gets lost in all this is, Ben was better than Wentz was last night. One hundred percent. I was, like, the I was calling mistake. for the train. Yeah. Right. Like Wentz had three fumbles and two interceptions. I think well, like I he mean, was awful. Even my ten year old was astounded when he took that sack when he rolled out and just stood there like a deer in the headlights <laughs> as a guy ran twenty yard sprint. I mean, I that was the biggest rookie mistake I've ever seen a non rookie make. Right. That was just. He is, I don't know, somebody tweeted last night that the greatest sign of the NDSU, NDSU dynasty is the fact that they made Carson Wentz look smart. Um, he's the worst decision maker I've ever seen. And I, Todd, you know, I've been clowning him on the podcast on a low key for a while because I don't like the Bison. But Katie, I don't, I don't envy you. And, and geez, I'm a Giants fan. I got, I'm, I'm on the Daniel Jones train. But Wentz is a, that's an odd situation there. Um, I don't know how they don't go to Hertz, but. That's that's just me. I don't either. I just I don't either. <laughs> it's all I can say. I've obviously have experience watching Carson Wentz play both in college and now in the pros. And I've my dad's a Tennessee alum, so I've watched Jalen Hurts run over Tennessee in college. And I just don't know why they don't bring him out now. It's it's frustrating. But so, what did you guys think? Like in terms of does this not not to make too big a deal, yeah, yeah. like. What does this do for Nooch going forward? It, he had an opportunity, I thought, to really make an impact and be kind of like, I don't know, my dream was like some Lynn Sanity type thing. You know, right, he right, right, right. Um, but he's in a tough situation. You know, he, He's really tied to Mike McCarthy, who is on a very hot seat right now. Um, he got a little bit of tape out there, but I, I don't think he played his way into like long-term plans. But I almost was worried, like, was that too soon? Like, would it have been better for him? Obviously, you always want the chance to play, but ideally, if this had happened maybe, you know, week 13 or 14, like, I don't think he played himself out of the NFL by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but it was, it was not a dynamic debut. Like, what do you think going forward for him? It looks like Dalton's going to be back this weekend. Um, what, what do you think this means? Is he somebody who the Cowboys are going to stick with? Is he just, in your opinion, tied to McCarthy or is he just, this was his one shot and... Now we go. Like, do you think we're going to see him again, Todd? Oh, um, I, yeah, Katie. What do you, I, I mean? I'd be interested in what you what you thought about it last night. I uh, yeah, I like like you guys said. I don't think he played himself out of the NFL by any means. He was consistent. He did the best that with what was around him, um, and I think we've hit on that a lot. I, line, oh, the offensive line. Yeah, that's. I was would have loved to see him just get like a couple of chances to stand in the pocket and exactly. pick a guy and out, right? I, yeah. yeah, I had said to my mom, the entire we were talking about it last night, and it's just with an offensive line that that is that bad, and with as much of a question mark as the Eagles can be, that the Eagles' defensive line is going to wreck just about any quarterback in the league. So I, I think he did as well as he could managing that and staying on his feet and not taking the hits from players like, Fletcher Cox too much mm -hmm. of course it happened later in the game but right. so yeah I don't think he played himself out of the league I think it's I think he's a player that has shown over time that he's definitely receptive and he can learn mm -hmm. very well and he's I think that helps him in the long run so I think he's definitely an option at least for the Cowboys to keep around and see how much he can grow over the next season or two but like like we were saying I think it happened the playing time happened probably a little bit too early definitely needed a little bit more time to adjust to the NFL level game, especially like we've hit on, there was no preseason. Yeah. So I think he's, he hangs around obviously. And I think that's a benefit for him because it gives him more of a chance to learn how to adjust to the speed of the NFL. 
Yeah, the Rob. other thing he's got going for him is, is all these things that we're pointing out. NFL insiders know. I mean, like no nobody's mm-hmm. not going to give anybody too much of a of a break, mm-hmm. but they're going to know. Okay, look, this is a kid who was thrown in there. This is probably equivalent to like a first preseason game, if we're really being honest, in a normal year. Yeah. And when you're grading on that sort of scale, he did admirably, I think. Um, the other thing is Dalton has proved in a very short time that he probably isn't the best backup in the league like they thought. So who knows, you know, with a strong, strong season of practice and maybe, you know, acclimating himself more to the locker room, some film study, maybe he puts himself in consideration to stick around as, as Dax Brett backup next year. I don't know. Um, certainly Dax injury plays into that, but Katie, you covered him. Like everybody talks about his confidence and, and you know, borderline cocky, I think was Signetti. And then Harry O'Kelly was like borderline, you know, um, <laughs> you know, he's known as a confident guy. And we certainly saw that confidence in, in spades coming out of his junior year where he had that, you know, rough game at Colgate and then came back and just, you know, had arguably the best, one of the best quarterback seasons Jamie's ever seen. Like, did you did you witness that confidence? Were you as covering him and and being around the team, being more on campus? Is that as evident as everybody says it is? Uh yeah, I would say it's there. Um, <laughs> ben, I cannot say enough good things about him when it comes to like having interviewed him. He's a really nice guy, um, and he always gives great quotes. He was always someone that you wanted to talk to because he always had an answer for things. But yeah, you could. There were definitely some press conferences which. Most people could have seen them too if they watched them live where he would just walk in and be after a big win. And there'd be days that we would joke that he was probably planning a joke as he was walking up to the press conference. And I think that was, it was those days that we all kind of really saw the confidence to him that he's like coming out of a game. He's like, I know I just played well. Let me stay loose, but also let that everybody know that I'm a good quarterback. And, you know, there are some quarterbacks that having that confidence that's borderline cocky can hurt them. And I, Honestly, I don't think that's Ben. I think he, he's someone where his confidence just ends up helping him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, the confidence is there for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Rob, I, I mean, my thinking with big picture on him too, um, I, I mean, if they keep playing, I mean, the, the offensive line is not going to get any better. <laughs> and if they keep playing like that, like somebody else besides Andy Dalton is going to play again this season at some yeah. point, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't know whether that's Ben or, or somebody else at this point, but I mean, my biggest fault with him last week and last night is the fumbles probably. And I think one of the, that's one of those things, like if, like Katie said, if he had played in the preseason, that's kind of the thing, the kind of thing you learn about the speed of the game. Right. And I mean, like you said, Rob, we're going back to Colgate or, you know, many of the things we complained about his redshirt junior year at JMU he fixed the next year. Um, And, and that's the kind of thing I think, like you're saying, I think the talent evaluators in the league look around and say, like, if he doesn't have the two fumbles last night and all we're talking about is the one funny pass on the sideline, you know, that's not like the end of the world game. It doesn't feel nearly as bad as it does. Otherwise, they could have won. Yeah. And and he trusts his athleticism and he has to like, he's learning on national television how fast the rush comes at the NFL level. Right. And that just sucks. Um, well, yeah, I, the, I think yeah. part of it though, it's, it's not like he had, he, he wasn't like holding the ball incorrectly or anything. It simply was timing. You know, those yeah. most people, you take a hit, a blindside hit like that, you're going to fumble. It's mm-hmm. just knowing you need to have that mm-hmm. clock in your head. That was the mm-hmm. one good thing I thought Collinsworth said, like, you know, you need to know one one thousand. Get rid of the ball. You mean like Wentz did? Wentz is still learning the clock in his head. It's yeah. not there yet. So no, I, I do think that's something he can improve upon. But yeah, the know. one thing I feel bad for him, I, I I did think about last night, and it's you, you know, like we all said, this was earned, and and I believe that, and I think Ben's athleticism separates him from some other people that you know, other quarterbacks at the FCS level that say other people might think are better or, or have been better in the past, but it is a reminder of it's a crazy business and opportunity is a funny thing. And you think about guys like Vadley or Mike Cauley or Greg Maddox or Justin Riscotti or Brian Shore, Brian Shore right? You think about all of those guys over the years and that Ben is the one to get it is still surprised to get the opportunity is still surprising to people. But one thing I was pleased with last night and, and actually this whole week was seeing the other JMU current and former players, like a hundred percent supportive of Ben 
going into the game last night and throughout the game. Um, and, and I'm sure some of those guys feel like they should get opportunities too, or should have gotten opportunities. And, but they didn't, you know, I love that. I, Katie, you've brought this up a lot. We really, you know, we're reminded we needed to talk to you over the last couple of weeks because of your excitement over JMU Twitter. I love JMU Twitter. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> yes. And I think the Cowboys slowly, I, I know the Redskins or the Washington football team has discovered that through the Jimmy Moreland experience the last couple of years. And I think the Cowboys were starting to lean into it a little bit yesterday. It's it's a miracle, yeah. It just yeah. give Jamie Twitter one thing, and they can get it trending nationally. And it's yeah. it's it's not even a challenge at this point. They'll get it trending nationally by halftime. Like it's right. that big. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we're all. I, I've never. I, that was the most excited I've been for a game since the last game that I saw Danucci play, which which was the championship game yeah. last year, right? And uh, obviously, you know. Katie, you're excited nervous. for somewhat different reasons. Yes, I was, I was nervous. nervous all day. Yeah, and you know me, Todd. Like I'm the world's most nervous sports fan. Yeah, <laughs> um, so that was tough for me. Like I, I really wanted to turn it off, and I was like, no, I gotta watch. I gotta watch. Like I just, I don't know. It, I thought he, he, he did fine. He did fine. I mean, like it's yeah. he did. I was proud of, him, but like more than anything, I was just proud of him. It was neat. Like you said, he probably would have been my first pick, and if you let me put five or six JMU quarterbacks in a hat and say, choose which one you think would be the one to get the first start in the NFL, it probably wouldn't have been him. Um, but in many ways, I think he's he's the best suited for it because of what Katie was talking about, his confidence. His, he does have a different sort of athletic ability than any quarterback we've seen come through JMU. You know, Rodney was a beast, and yeah. but, but he was almost like a fullback playing quarterback, you know. Right. I'm not sure that would have played in the NFL. That was the thing. Like, I, I would have liked to see Danucci run more. Somebody was speculating, like, do you think they told him not to run? It did seem like he really was holding up, you know, and and looking downfield, which is good. Uh, he threw a couple out, which, again, is good. But he didn't really seem to want to scramble. Like, he'd scramble to buy time, but not for first downs and stuff. And a couple times I thought the opportunity was there. So Yeah, I was screaming at McCarthy to let him – to get him on the outside. Like, yeah. roll him out a little bit. Give him a – get him in space. Like, don't just have him stand back there and get killed. Um, or throw, but, yeah, I mean, that was screens. Could they call? Well, and I think he had two runs that would have been first downs called back by penalties. Mm-hmm. At least one, I know for sure. Um, so that was a little frustrating. Yeah, but because he's such a streaky player too, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. that attitude. Like when he gets, I remember so many times where he, you know, hit a guy running downfield. That Richmond play where he just leveled the guy in the end zone. But he's somebody <laughs> who really seemed to rise to the occasion when his emotions got going in a good way. So yeah. it would have been nice to have seen him get a couple first downs, move the sticks with his feet. Well, one bomb on the, I don't know, mixed debut for Ben last night was uh, another week where another JMU player in the pros had a huge day. (laughs) And last week it was Raven Green. This week it was Buffalo's Dean Marlowe who got a chance to jump in when, uh, I can't, uh, now I'm going to get it wrong. But anyways, the guy ahead of him got hurt. And Marlowe ended up playing pretty much the whole game this week for Buffalo at safety. Um, he had, I think, five tackles and ultimately recovered the game ceiling fumble, you know, for their big biggest play of the day uh, to finally get over the hump and beat the Patriots, which is something they'd been shooting for for a while. I, I don't know if you guys caught any of that, but I just, you know, Katie, it's been so fun. And I, you know, I was thinking about Jimmy. You probably covered Jimmy and Raven a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I had, yeah, I think I've interviewed both of them. Jimmy a little bit more than Raven, but I had interviewed Raven once while he was at JMU and then once once he was up in Green Bay. Yeah. So I know you're, you know, aspiring to stay in the industry. And I don't mean to like, <laughs> you know, put you in the position of being like, wow, but how, is it crazy to think about like these are guys I went to school with? <laughs> Now oh, they're on TV all the time. For sure. I, my best friend's a Bills fan. So like, I was telling her about, hey, there's a JMU guy on our team and on your team. And he, she's like, oh, what's his name? And she's like, yeah, I've never heard of him. I'm like, oh, you will. Trust me. <laughs> then this weekend happened. I was like, well, thank God. Yes, exactly. No, it is. It's so, especially with Danucci, that one was really weird seeing someone that I covered like almost solely for two years, all of a sudden a starting quarterback. I'm like, great. This is. I feel like I made it and even I'm the one sitting on my parents' couch, but it's, I made it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, and I mean, we're Rob, I don't, you probably, I don't know if you have the game on in the background tonight, but um, you know, Josh Wells and Aaron Stinney are out there for the box uh, mostly on, I think kick teams, 
you know, like on the line for field goals and extra points. Um, but Wells has played a little bit in injury fill-ins. But yeah, so many guys this year for JMU. It's so nice to finally, and the Danucci thing really put it over the top this week of feeling like, wow. I mean, I like you, Katie, I had friends kind of ask me like, oh, like they heard about Danucci and they were like, does JMU have anybody else in the league? And I was like, well, actually, yes. they have seven other guys in the league, and a couple of them are really good. One of them was the leading tackle tackler for the Green Bay Packers last weekend. And, you know, like we were said last week, Jimmy, you know, had the safety for the Redskins and or helped make the tackle for the safety and has had an interception this year. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty good stuff. And I, I you know, can only hope to continue producing these things. I can't help but get excited about with Marlo, Raven, and Jimmy. Certainly the DB factor is showing up uh, right now for the, for the Dukes. I would, like, I would like to put this um, on the podcast right now, too. I was the biggest Raven Green fan my freshman and sophomore year before I had to cover the team. And nice. seeing him succeed right now, that is one that I will just forever like hype up. <laughs> is, it's Raven Green. That yes. is my favorite player right there. That's awesome. I mean, for Rob and I, it's we, like we, seeing a band play stadiums after you, um, you know, seeing <laughs> scene at jams or something like that. Yes. Katie, what was it like? I mean, your experience at college was probably so much different than the experience Todd and I had when football was like something that you might duck into the stadium on your way back, way home from D hall. You know, like it just was, it was not part of the culture. Todd and I went to the games. Um, we had a group of friends would go with, you know, football and basketball, but it really was not, a part of campus life for you, it was a big deal. And then also you were covering it. Like, what was that like? Was that something that you went to school knowing you wanted to cover sports and, and work for the breeze? Or was that just, you were a football fan and you kind of got drawn into it? Like, tell us a little bit about that from your own perspective. No. So going onto campus. Yeah. I definitely wanted to cover sports and cover football specifically. I've been doing journalism type things since my freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, however, JMU was not, my top school for the longest period of time. My older brother is an alum from JMU too. So he graduated, uh, his senior year was my freshman year. And so for the longest time I was like, Oh no, that's his school. That's his school. (laughs) And then I ended up there. And so I didn't actually watch a lot of JMU football until my freshman year. I heard, I watched the first game day game. That one was just sad and depressing. We won't bring that one up or to who they lost to. Um, and then I remember, my brother talking about them losing to Liberty, but that was about all I knew of JMU football mm. until I actually got to campus. And then of course to get there and that's the year they win the national championship. <laughs> and so yeah. I was feeling pretty great. I'm like, this is, this is the best college to go to for this apparently. <laughs> and then they kept going on for the rest of my co- time in college. So I was appreciative of that, but yeah, I mean, Saturdays throughout my time there, they were all about game day for sure. I just, it was so fun to be there. Um, of course, you know, I didn't get to experience true tailgates too much, especially because my last two years I had to be in a press box, Oh yeah, um, yeah. but I'll go back once, once everything is calmed down, I'm excited to go back and experience the real JMU tailgate because yeah, they were, everything was so fun about game days when I was there. So was there like a, obviously it's college students. So the party's going to be the big draw for a lot of people, but like were the football players, known on campus like were people talking about the games and the results is that sort of situation because that was absolutely foreign to us when we were there like you pick up the breeze and a lot of times you wouldn't know who won the saturday game if it was an away game until you saw the breeze on monday like what is it that the general student or the average student are they aware of like what's going on with danucci are they aware of you know the the amazing run they went through your four years at school I would say, yeah, they're definitely aware of who the guys are on the team. Of course, it helps. Most of them will wear, most of them carry around a backpack that has yeah, the number on it. So <laughs> right. like, they can pinpoint. So that part hasn't changed. Yeah, no, they can pinpoint who's on the team. And so I think for the most part, yeah, students are definitely aware of what Danucci's doing or what happened in the game prior. And I think a lot of that too is the help of social media. I think it's easier to keep up with the football uh, scores and stats. But yeah, I think it's it's definitely something that most uh, students like the run of the mill students will pay attention to. Of course, I would love to see them stay all four quarters of a football game. But <laughs> that's my only grudge. Yeah. Still hold yeah. that one. I'd sit up in the press box and I just watch them leave. That one yeah. annoyed me, but I think yeah. they do care. Yeah. 
Well, what's your favorite? What, what was like? Do you have any like favorite things that you covered, or you know, things that happened while you were working for the Breeze? Uh, well, the national championship was not bad. That one was really fun, especially yeah. since I didn't have to pay for the plane ticket. Oh, that's awesome. That yeah. was that was great. Um, yeah. Got to cover Lefty Giselle being inducted into the uh, Hall of Fame. That's another one that's just, I don't, to be able to say I did that as a junior in college is crazy, but for, I loved covering the women's basketball team. Like, O'Regan next week, great guy. One yes. of my favorite people to talk to. Yeah, he's um, the best. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, overall, everything was just so fun. I just, I was very grateful for the opportunities and everybody, I can't say enough good things about JMU athletics and the people within that organization. Um, the athletes, the coaches, they were always just such a joy to talk to and that they're really the ones that made those certain events just so fun to cover. So how did you get involved with the breeze? Um, like I said, I had done journalism throughout high school. So student org night, I made it my mission to find the breeze and only the breeze and, they asked me what section I wanted to join. I said sports. And they're like, great. I think you're the only girl. I'm like, oh, I'm used to it. But so that's what I did. Well, great. that's that's interesting. And I, I don't want to get too serious here or, unless we need to. But like, I know like you've been pretty vocal. And I, one of the things I really admire about you is you're vocal about kind of speaking out against this nonsense when women cover sports and all these troglodytes, the stuff on Twitter, just it turns your stomach. And it's something that Todd and I are never subjected to. But um, what was the experience like? Like you speak very positively, which, you know, really makes me happy. Um, just that any student journalist be treated well, but do you face any of this nonsense that, that a lot of women journalists do, um, just on Twitter, you see a lot of, you know, the, just the idiotic statements and everything. Um, it's 2020 it's, there's plenty of women sports fans. There's plenty of super knowledgeable, uh, women in the world of sports, but you still see people completely mistreated and, the crap people put up with, like, did you, do you experience any of that? Just from like, when you tweet out stuff that you wrote, do you ever need to deal with idiots? Not too often. I mean, there are some small instances here and there with people kind of shocked about where, like the positions I had being a sports editor or whatnot for the breeze. But overall, I would say it's always been a very positive environment at JMU with JMU alumni. They're always, I think, you know, they're more pat. They're just so passionate about Jamie sports that they don't even necessarily look to see who the person is writing about it, which is in my case, a blessing oftentimes, because sometimes people can have that closed minded um, idea that sports are for men. I think the first time that I really had too many people going at me was recently I made a TikTok and I'm like, not that serious. And someone was just like, this is why women shouldn't watch football. This was painful. I'm like, I was just talking about my favorite team, but okay. Yeah. So, it's those things and they're the ones it's like whatever you're not you're not holding me back you're not really stopping me from doing what I love I'm just gonna think you're crazy and move on so but yeah JMU like I was saying I haven't experienced it too much all of the athletes were always just it's like they I'd known them for years so I never felt different walking into a football practice than anything else or than anyone else that's awesome. refreshing to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Katie, um, who should we look out for this year? I mean, as, as hopefully JMU sports start to come back, are there any, uh, writers you're hoping for good things from this year? I want all of my old staff to just be amazing. I have to, of course, give a shout out to my former co-editor, Noah Ziegler, and then Savannah Rieger, who filled in from, she's the new sports editor too. So Noah and Savannah, I know they're going to do just such an amazing job once football hopefully comes back. Um, so yeah, keep a lookout for them specifically. And then some of my other writers, Maddie and Andrew and uh, Josh, they're great. I'll hopefully listen to this and appreciate the shout out. <laughs> I know I'm going to forget some of them too. And they'll probably text me and be like, what the heck? I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> shout out to the entire sports section. There you go. Yeah, just yeah. cover it all. Sorry to put you on the spot. There. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah, no. Um, the other thing we wanted to ask you about is, um, you know, kind of like some of the what other things you have going on. We know you're um, a really big hockey fan. I'm guessing that's a Flyers hat. It's actually not. I'm a Chicago fan. Yeah, oh, wow. I, I okay. ask, I, I, I'm fascinated. This is one of my like weird hobbies on Twitter. I like breaking down people's fandom. <laughs> I now understand your Tennessee thing. You explained earlier your Flyers. Yeah. So your Tennessee Vols. 
football and I assume basketball fan now nowadays. They got to mm-hmm. get that going. And then you're an Eagles fan and then a Blackhawks fan. Like, how did this come together? I'm, I'm dying to know. <laughs> so uh, I like to always say that my mom had control over the professional sports fandom and my dad had the college teams uh. um, because my mom grew up outside of Philly and my dad grew up in southeastern Virginia. So he was more into the college sports and my mom was more into the pros. Okay. Um, so I became a Philadelphia sport for, fan for everything except hockey because that was the one we just didn't really watch in my family when I was growing up. And then it was my freshman year of high school. My history teacher, I had known him for years at that point. I had coached his daughter's soccer teams. My brother and I both had his wife as a third grade teacher. So I had known him for a very long time. And he is an avid Pittsburgh fan which oh, is just not okay. Not uh, um, two Caps fans here. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. just, he's Pittsburgh everything too. And so I walked into his class one day. This was 2013. So it was the uh, shortened lockout season. And he's like, okay, Katie, who do you have winning the Stanley Cup final? And I didn't even know who was still in the playoffs. And that's probably the most embarrassing thing I can say. It's, and <laughs> he was like, well, you can't root for the Flyers because they didn't even make it. The Caps, you can't go local because they're getting eliminated. And so I, I, th- I said Chicago. I didn't know if they were in the playoffs. I didn't know about their great start to 2013. I just said the one team that came to mind. And after that, I just started watching their games, and I just fell in love with the sport. So then I stuck with them as my team. Oh, okay. I like it. Yeah, I like that's an unusual story, but I, yeah, I gotta yeah. dig it. That's cool. Well, you've got a hockey blog as well, don't you? I do. I have a... A new blog, it's slowed down a little bit because hockey is still a little bit MIA, but it's uh, chattinginthecorners.com. Mm-hmm. And then Twitter is, I think, at Katie Chats. Not sure. I always forget. Katie but, with a C? Yeah, Katie with a C. That's a big <laughs> one for me. I like my name <laughs> yes. spelled right. Most people don't do it. No. Oh, well, that's good to know. Um, I, I, I was wondering, have you, either of you guys, like, do we know when hockey's coming back? Are they coming back Christmas, New Year's again? Do we think? Well, they're hoping for January first, but or that it can, it won't start before January first. Um, I was hoping they were going to come back with a Winter Classic, and then they canceled that, so that was a little disappointing. But it should be interesting because they have to finish that NHL season by I think like mid July in case the uh, Summer Olympics still go on because NBC needs to oh, broadcast yeah. those. Oh. So it will be an interesting shortened season, but they're also convinced they're going to get eighty two games in, but. <laughs> I know. I, I saw that happening. NBA is fighting right now over like they need to start before Christmas to get all their money. And that seems crazy when they just ended. So yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. The world is exactly. crazy right now. Yeah. Um, well, we have two really good overtime topics tonight. We decided uh, election eve. We didn't think we needed to add any more negativity or bitching and complaining into the world tonight. Um, so I think, Rob, we came up with you were thinking about a food related one. Um, as I get ready to tear open my Twizzlers that Rob slandered last week. My son, James, thinks that was a great pick. Sam thinks it was terrible. So Sam, <laughs> same with me. All right. Good job, James. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so our first one is food and our second one will be sports related. Uh, Rob, comfort food that you're going to when you when you really are stress eating yeah comfort food or like stress eating i always want to do about food so it's basically just my excuse to talk about um cheeseburgers so uh, I, i'm gonna go burger like for me that's like the ultimate comfort food you can kind of indulge um you can get crazy and do like nowadays and feel like every neighborhood in america has some sort of gourmet burger and that's terrific but you can also just get a plain old greasy cheeseburger i don't know can't be beat handheld easy to eat you feel kind of gross after but not like self-loathing gross um, so it's, it's kind of that that right balance so for me cheeseburger is the ultimate comfort food nice katie you don't know this but and, and we're revealing our age here but rob and i actually st- our very first like creative project post college was a burger blog oh yeah right <laughs> was we were like gonna go it was our excuse with like our three other buddies to go out to get together once a month and like go out to get you know, go out somewhere in DC. This was sort of like pre, I don't know. When was that? 2007? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It was a long yeah, time ago. A long time, yeah. um, and we very quickly realized that we did not care at all about writing about food stuff. And there were like a hundred million people writing about food stuff. Yeah. 
And our friend, that's how this play, this project started was our friend was like, the only thing you guys care about is Jamie sports. Why don't you <laughs> write about Jamie sports? And of course we said at the time, 2009, we we're like, well, nobody cares about that. <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, the, the less people, the, he said, does anybody, is there, what, what do you say? Like, is there another site doing it? No, no, there was not. No, there was and he was like, nobody. well, then that's what you should do. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are. 11, 12 years later doing this. So yeah, we didn't even know what a podcast was back then. So yeah, who knew? Um, no, but burger, burger's the best comfort food. Burger's awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what was the place we went, Rob? Palenta, Palena? Oh, it closed uh, down Up recently. in Adams Morgan or something? Or like uh, Cleveland Park? No, it was Cleveland Park. Uh, yeah, that place was so good. Best <laughs> burger. And there was yeah. nothing on it. There was no no cheese. No, Wasn't it just mm-hmm. mustard or something? Palenta, the place closed, it closed down. It was like a fine dining place, but they had like a regular, whatever, like $17 cheeseburger or something. It was yeah. amazing. Oh. <laughs> it got me crazy trying to figure out. I think it was Palena. Yeah, Connecticut Avenue. Okay. Is yeah. that still around? I have no idea. I just remember that was a great burger in, no, from our it's not around. few experiences. Yeah. yeah. No, that place was awesome. Uh, Katie, what about you? So I am a 23-year-old that still eats probably like a five-year-old. So I would have to go, my big comfort food is mac and cheese. Oh, um, well, that's fantastic. Or dino nuggets. Or dino nuggets. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what, I don't even know what those are. Those are chicken nuggets <laughs> shaped like dinosaurs. Those are all five. <laughs> okay. And Excellent. they're better than regular chicken tenders. I will say that too. But I think my number one is probably mac and cheese for sure. Now, are you like a fancy mac and cheese or like Kraft or Annie's or, or one of those? It depends on the day. Like I, I have a good homemade mac and cheese recipe that's my go-to. But okay. That takes a lot of effort. Um, and sometimes, you know, you get home late from class or something and you're tired and craft mac and cheese will also just 100% do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with, with the box mac and cheese. Nope. I, like, I saw something on one of those TV shows, you know, like whatever sickest coolest place to eat in america or something i don't know it's ridiculous but they had some place in new york city that had waffle cones filled with fried chicken and mac and cheese i've seen that (laughs) i've seen that before oh my gosh my 12 year old was in awe he was like we need to go right now that looks amazing he was like calling in his brother he's like look at this it's a waffle cone and it looked really tasty I, that yeah, I've seen things like that. I know New York City also has a place that like does something really similar to that with gnocchi, which I'm also a very big fan of. I just love pasta, so mm-hmm. that New York is apparently the place to go for these food items. Full for anything, yeah. yeah. No, that's a great pick. Mac and cheese is a great pick. Yeah, my, so I guess I'll finish it up. My most honest one is probably pizza, unlike many many varieties. Um, but my weird one is I, oatmeal. Is actually my oh, like true. Oatmeal's yeah, underrated. It's my, it is, and it's like my grandmother's thing. Like we always had oatmeal. My grandmother's growing up. We spent a, a billion. My grandmother grew up down the street from us, so my brother and I pretty much lived there, like on the weekends growing up. And uh, yeah, all I can think about is my grandmother getting out like the massive scooper to put sugar on the oatmeal. <laughs> like and my parents not understanding why her oatmeal was so much better that's than so theirs. Good. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's definitely, I, I mean, when I'm really, really, really needing it, it's, that's my big one. And now I like it. I do like to like brown sugar or maple syrup. You can do all kinds of things with it. So I will say yeah. the visual from the oatmeal when you've got a nice bowl and it's early in the morning and you've got the little bit of steam coming up. Yeah. It's kind of a very oddly satisfying experience. So. Well, now that I'm like old and, you know, and co- I'm like, coffee and everything i mean just yeah it's a good combination yeah, yeah so, ritualistic yeah. so we got another good one um on twitter tonight and this one i felt like would give katie a chance to tell us something cool and both of us to talk and rob this one actually really made me think a little bit which oh, i was I'm, surprised i'm completely stumped yeah I, oh really I I'm a, yeah really I, looked at the, I saw that one and i was like there is a lot of options so i have a few i think yeah so this came from uh, Duke's tailgate at Duke's tailgate, who we get a lot of interaction with on Twitter over the years. Um, and his suggestion tonight was no, you know, obviously recognizing that everyone needs some positivity. What's the one moment or memory that makes you the happiest when you think about JMU and why does that experience or memory mean the most to you? So Katie, I will let you take us away if you've thought this one through. <laughs> so yeah, there are several. Um, but I think one of the more recent ones too is, uh, 
at the game leading up to the national championship. I had never been at one of those before. Um, my freshman year, obviously, it was up at North Dakota State. And then my sophomore year, my parents wouldn't let me drive down because it was already Christmas break. They wouldn't let me go by myself. So that was the first time I was there and just sitting up in the press box and looking down at the stands as everybody was singing, if you're going to play in Texas. That was yeah. so cool. And <laughs> that course, was like, awesome. I had reporter mode on, so I couldn't really like cheer for it or be too happy about it. But like thinking back on it and hearing everybody sing, that one was just, I think that encapsulated what JMU is. You know, it's just a passionate group of people that love JMU, whether it's football or just the school in general. So that one that was one of my many. Um, obviously, there are more just certain interviews that I've had with people too over my time covering football and whatnot. Like, there have been, I've had a few sit down interviews that I've really enjoyed. I think my junior year, I had to sit down with Harry O'Kelly, which I just, I think everybody at this point knows enough about him to understand why <laughs> that one's a fun memory. Yeah. Um, and I said, I had a sit down interview with, John Daca and Rondell Carter at the same time this past nice. no end of last November. And I can't say enough positive things about Daca and Carter when it comes to interviews. They are two of the nicest people. And that one was just also so funny because they are so funny together. So it's just like those small things that kind of collectively make me remember JMU in just such a positive light because of the things that I was able to do there. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Somebody called me out, Rob. I, I tried to, as we got excited for Danucci this weekend, I tried to think of all the players. I didn't put Rondell Carter, but I think he's on the practice squad for Indy, right? No, he's no. I, I couldn't figure it out. I tried 50, to look it up this week. He was What's 53 that? man roster. That's how they got oh. him out of Dallas. I don't Dallas. know if he's still on 53 man roster, he's but been that inactive is the past couple of games because it, I, I think, Katie, correct me if I'm wrong here, or Todd, you, you can jump in here too. But I think in order to get him off of Dallas, what Katie was saying is it, it's mandatory, isn't it? Yeah, is it- I think you have to sign them to active roster on your team. Okay. So is- I, I apologize for missing that this weekend. Yeah. And also, one of you two probably smarter than me on this. What does that mean? Like, I understand there's the active 53, but then is that every Sunday or is that just like the first week? Because he's been inactive a couple weeks. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's what I couldn't figure out as I was looking through their like box score and I didn't see any stats or plays. I haven't seen anything. So I couldn't I also, figure it I out. I think it's different yeah. this year too with practice with squad rule. rules and everything this year. Yeah, there's a lot more flexibility on the rosters this year, I think, right? Yeah, but Ron, yeah. I will say this now too. Rondell Carter, I, a team needs to give him his fair chance. At, yes, they do. I will, I will fight for Rondell Carter. He's he's yeah. like Raven Green. I will fight for him. Not that's that... Awesome. Five foot four me probably won't do well fighting compared to them, but I will fight for Raven Green and Rondell Carter. That's awesome to hear. I love hearing that. I've been shocked he hasn't seen the field. He was the guy last year that I thought we were most likely to see play on Sundays. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. I I had him as my number one, I think, to make the league. Yeah. I mean, the good news is he obviously is drawing attention. I mean, getting picked up off the practice squad by Indy is is good news. For the future. I mean, we've seen that with Raven and I mean, we've seen other guys kind of take that route to get where they are now. I mean, Dean Marlowe is a guy who sat on the Carolina practice squad for a couple of years. So, you know, it, it's definitely possible. And we're all very much hopeful for Rondell to get on the field and make some plays again. Yeah, maybe the timing works on his favor, just like we were talking yeah. about earlier with Nooch. You know, maybe it was a little too soon or who knows? You know, hopefully when Rondell will see the field soon and when he does, he's ready and he, he makes the most of it. But I, I really, thought he was going to be a guy who would would make a team out of camp. I wasn't sure to be drafted. So I'm still optimistic that he's going to play a while. Oh, yeah. Katie, um, was that the Weber State game last year? Yes. I yeah. always, I'm always scared sometimes after a while to say what game it is because I know I probably – season blurs together. Going to each game, everything just kind of blends together at once. But, yeah, it was, I think it was definitely Weber State. I mix up Weber and uh, South Dakota State games all the time <laughs> yeah, yeah. about like fun games from the past well that weaver Which game was the- that, south dakota state was that the one that they had like 10 picks yes that one yeah, that was, was interception central yeah, yeah. and because weaver I- was the one where racky hit the kick after riley had that late touchdown right yeah i think katie's and then the other weaver was last year right yeah, weaver yeah weaver happened every other year 
which yeah, 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 yeah. big fan of that one. And also yeah, I'm a big fan of that South Dakota state game too, especially now that Dallas Goddard's on the Eagles. That's another one I like to oh, bring yeah. up the fact that, you know, he came to Harrisonburg. He, his team didn't do so hot. That, that was nice. Cause for years we had to deal with that Montana loss in 08. And uh, anyway, <laughs> that's a tough one still. still yeah. Works. Yeah. Um, that Weaver game last year, the gonna play in Texas one that you were talking about, Katie was, was the insane weather. Yeah. Like the fog night, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just why it was supposed to be actually worse than it turned out to be. But yeah, that was, I think I was dressed like the Gordon's fisherman for that one, but yeah, that was a mess. That's a good one. Rob, what about you, man? In terms of memories, uh, this yeah. was really, really hard for me. One, I know I'm interested because we both have the same, I'm, I'm wondering where you're going to go. Yeah. Well, it's just, we're old, Todd. I mean, yep. like it's, it's very, we're, we're old. <laughs> And so they're really, I've got a lot of great memories, but they've kind of meshed together. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, I, I have more like general themes. Like for me, it wasn't like the parties or it wasn't going to games. It was the day after, you know? So like the quintessential thing for me would be sitting around the house on a Sunday afternoon, you know, lounging around mm-hmm. eating pizza, kind of recounting the night before and just everybody busting each other's chops all day putting off studying so it's that sort of thing but um in terms of one specific memory Mm -hmm. this is so dumb but my Mm -hmm. senior year greek week it was like you know whatever party party back at the row and everything like that and all those dumb events they had yeah yeah. running over and they're like oh my gosh we need to do the balloon toss and me and holston are like we'll do it. We walked over, not taking it seriously at all. Cause it's a freaking balloon toss. We would take it seriously. Yeah. And we got there and everybody was like us, except for one particular team. And I will not name names, in case. Mm-hmm. but they were so serious. And Holson and I could not care less. We're like, it's a sunny day. We're out with our friends. There's live music playing. And you guys are arguing about a balloon toss. And I remember like, we were just, this is just dumb, but it just kind of sums up the way I thought about JMU, which like, just don't take anything too seriously and roll with it. These guys had like clearly been practicing and they're trying to win. And Holson and I are just throwing it. Like he's holding a beer in one hand and our balloon bounced and he Mm -hmm. caught it without it, without it like blowing up. And these guys went nuts. Like we cheated. And it was just so funny to me that anybody could care at all about a stupid balloon toss. And we ended up winning the thing. And it just, I don't know, it just makes me laugh. Like, it's not one of, it's not a big, important thing. But in the context of the question, like something that just makes you happy, just mm-hmm. thinking about hanging out with good friends on a whim, going off, and me and Eddie just going doing this stupid thing and just having fun with it. I just felt like sometimes... <laughs> Everybody was in on the joke except particular people. And this was, there are probably 20 of us in this stupid event. And there were two people screaming and yelling and protesting. And it just like my mind was blown that anybody could care about something <laughs> dumb. So, and it, it just makes me laugh thinking back. And I still talk about it with Holston all the time. Because it was just like, it's like, it's like somebody getting an argument over like one of those egg races. But yeah. Um, and we won. So, yay, we're champs. But, <laughs> that was, but I don't have any like, I just have dumb memories like that or walking home from a party in the snow um, and getting in a snowball fight or, or, you know, people, the big thing, like my freshman year, there was snow after a basketball game and everybody started sliding down the hill in the convo, just things Mm -hmm. like that. Like not big, huge events for me, but -hmm. just those weird little things that come about in the course of a quote unquote normal day that end up being really fun. Kind of for me reminds me of what Jamie's all about. Just like the dumb events that you don't plan and you end up having a really good time sometimes with strangers and sometimes with your best friends. I love it. I, I, that's, that's good. I hadn't thought I was thinking of it in terms of sports and I'm glad to hear you go a different route. Yeah. I, I, I didn't <laughs> yeah. do it from sports at all. Cause yeah, for sports for me, it would have been uh, probably my freshman year when they made the, they made the national tournament or the, they made the NCAA tournament and it's not a great memory, but Andrew DeClerc bounced the ball off <laughs> Ritter. So, but, um, for March madness. Yeah. yeah. What about you? That's very good. Yeah. Mine was, um, I'm going to change mine at the last second. I was thinking about, uh, uh, I was like you, Rob, I don't even know where to begin. I, I know the one that makes me the most emotional was the first game day. Um, which is weird because I'm, you know, long removed alum at that point. Uh, that's but, what I was going to say too. I was going to say game yeah, day for me is more I mean, emotional, even though it was years past when we were students. 
Yeah, that was really, and it was such a culmination of like all these other ones that I thought about. Like you and I have talked many times. My favorite game at JMU is the 08 App State game. Like by far, by like far and away, that my favorite game I've ever seen at JMU is that game. Um, but I don't know that I would say that that's the you know experience or memory that makes me the most happy when I think about JMU. Like I, I don't know. I mean, and then I thought about. The William and Mary game, the semifinal in 04 under the makeshift lights at William and Mary that ESPN set up to cover the game. Katie, you can't even imagine that there was a stadium that didn't have lights. Yeah, no, 2004, <laughs> I would, I think I was like kindergarten for first grade. So yeah, I yeah. wasn't watching a lot of Jamie football. But I will say that t- just today, and this is the reason I'm changing mine, is the championship in 04, uh, the Chattanooga trip. Uh, I've talked about it on here many times. I was fortunate enough to rent an RV with like six other idiots and drive to Chattanooga. And that was at a time when there the anyone from JMU coming in an RV was unthinkable. I mean, now there's like an RV lot in Harrisonburg, but back then it was like un, totally unthinkable. And the funniest thing to me is years after that, uh, Rob, there's a video of that like parking lot experience there. That I was not a part of making the video. I was not one of the people featured in the video. This is like with handheld camcorders. Oh, geez. Right. And this is Zach Price and crew parked next to us. And I didn't know them, didn't, and then for years didn't know them, didn't know them, didn't know them. And many, many years later in the parking lot at, you know, down in P lot at JMU would make the connection that me and my idiot friends are in this video with all these guys being excited in Chattanooga. And ironically enough, uh, this morning I got a text from Zach saying, um, my home inspector knows you. (laughs) I'm buying a house and my home inspector knows you in Richmond. And sure enough, like it's a guy that I just hung out with last week. Um, but it's that kind of thing. Like it's so such a vintage JMU thing to make those connections all these years later. Um, with, with a special shout out, Rob, to our, uh, trip to summers for the, for the early round playoff. Yeah. Katie, we had to, uh, back then there was no, like, you know, no direct TV, no massive channels. Like we actually had to get a restaurant in Arlington to point a satellite dish at a set we, of coordinates. We had to bring the coordinates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had to bring them to the restaurant. And there was only four of us there. And that is what that was the very first game of the 04 playoff run. Because there were no uh, watch parties until the Furman game. The, next, the quarterfinals yeah, the, was the first time the Alumni Association even had watch parties for the playoffs. Yeah. Which is also one of my favorite. I mean, that weirdly enough, that's when I was in law school and at George Mason in Arlington. And I dragged all of my law school friends who did not go to JMU to this watch party thinking like, I hope 10 people show up. And then there were like 200 people there. And all my law school friends are like, what the hell? Is, what the hell have I walked into? A roadside girl? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. People like diving off the bar and singing the fight song. And yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> I had like random law school friends from Kansas who were like, what is JMU again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's awesome stuff so. there was one watch party that year and katie this is like how we got excited because you had to go to the watch party so you could see the game it wasn't like on regular cable um remember todd it was for the william mary game we went with bernie it was at coyote ugly no you guys went I, oh the, the the day the regular season regular game season was game. Yeah, it was yeah. a co-watch party with william and mary, william mary. So the game that william mary won to feel at <sighs> coyote ugly by the yeah. by, what was then what the Verizon Center? Yeah, this is a bar based on a movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh. and it was worse than it sounded. Yeah, it was. But you had to go there to watch the game. Like that was, no, no. and we were so excited. I remember, like that was top of the mountain at the time. This is we weren't even thinking about the playoffs. We're like, man, we just watched our school on TV, on TV. in a bar. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, we both didn't. Neither one of us went to Blacksburg for 2010. So I guess that would be up there for a lot of people, but yeah. Oh, I also, I have another one that I've just been thinking of and I would, I need to say it because of what happened in this past week about just how amazing JMU nation is as a whole. Um, Mm -hmm. Started my senior year. I wrote feature on Cooper Trueblood, super Cooper. Mm -hmm. And I, that learning what that family has gone through, but then seeing how JMU nation has helped pick them up the football team, Raven Green, Jimmy Moreland, 
that was just such an amazing thing to witness. And I, I, that one came to mind and I needed to bring it up because Cooper yes. rang the bell this past week. And that is just, oh. yeah, that one, that one was unbelievable to even be a part of in a fraction, because I think that just the, the entire JMU community behind him was just, mm-hmm. I think that truly shows what JMU is. And that's one that I will always have a happy memory about. God, I love that one. <laughs> All of that. I forgot that. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know how that one almost slipped my mind, but yeah, that one, I no. needed to bring that one up. Yeah, that's been just amazing to watch. I did not know that he rung the bell this he week. He did. So. I think Saturday, I want to say. Okay. His, yeah. yeah, there are some pictures on Twitter. I know uh, Raven Green tweeted about it. His parents did. It's Yeah, that one was awesome. Oh, that's so cool. And I, I'm, I'm so much more aware of it right now because we just saw Ron Rivera do it for mm-hmm. Washington a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Yeah. And, and I talked about a water balloon toss. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, well, like, it, wouldn't great be the Jam- it wouldn't be the Jamie SP pod yeah. without that. I huh? had no idea we were supposed to keep these as sports. I thought it was just taking time. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. No, You're this, right. This wasn't. covered the entire spectrum that is Jamie. So we have the emotional, we have the special, we have the fun. It's, it's great. It did. And, and Katie, I remember, I'm not just saying that because you were, you're on the podcast, but I do remember that feature and it definitely got a little dusty uh, when I was reading it. So yeah, that, that was, one, that, very nice. that was the one talking to his parents. That was the closest I've gotten to being like truly emotional in an interview. And I was like, okay, you have to keep us together. You're on the phone <laughs> with them. You have to calm down. But yeah, that one, that's, they're an amazing family. That's so great. Well, Katie, I would love to just have us keep talking forever, but I'm not even going to worry about it because we're definitely going to do this again if you're open to it at 100%. some point. 100%. I always so talk to you. Yeah. No, it's been so great to hear from you. It's so great to hear what you're doing. It is, what is in the corners? Chatting what in is, the corners. Chatting in the corners. Chatting in the corners.com. Yeah, is the hockey blog. So go check out Katie's work over there. And... um you know, look for her wherever you can find her. You, she's um, at Katie Harper on Twitter, yeah, I think, have right? The official at Katie Harper with a C. Yeah, with a C. Like C. yeah, the C helps me get the original Twitter handle. So, yeah. So if you want Eagles, Blackhawks, <laughs> Vols, football, basketball, yeah, or women's diagram. basketball, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah I'll, I'll any yeah. anything about sports, I'll tweet it. If you ask mm-hmm. me, I'll, I'll probably talk about it. So, yeah, um, and you can hear her advocate for the. She's like the leader of the Jalen Hurts fan club. Yes, that um, is, that's or, true. That one's up and coming. We'll have yeah. it. It's probably a growing fan club, I'd imagine. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. It's it's in my Twitter bio now that I'm a Jalen Hurts stan account on Twitter. So. <laughs> Excellent, yes. I don't want anybody to be confused who I want to see get more snaps in Philadelphia. No. Well, as a, as a Giants fan, I'm I'm okay with Wentz, you know, some of the ones yeah. But, yeah. But yeah, objectively speaking, yeah, they should go to Hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's just a couple more snaps, I just a little bit more. I'd love to see it. Yeah. Oh, but Katie, thank you so much. And we will look forward to talking with you again soon. Hopefully maybe we'll get to see a few, maybe we'll get to see more of Ben yeah. uh, this season. Who nice knows? Too. Yeah. But you know, Rob and I said last week, one thing we can all look forward to talking about is with, um, with the Buccaneers, Raven and Dean, we have a real legitimate chance at having a JMU player actually playing like a real role in the Super Bowl this year. I, I mean, Rashard uh, Davis had a great role in Super Bowl. Yeah, too. he did. I, I just yeah. you you saw I could I can find it on video of him running out of the of the locker room at the beginning of the game. That yeah. one, I'll hold on to Rashard Davis being a Super Bowl champion with the Eagles for a long time. Oh yeah, and 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 I mean, we talked about uh, Marcus Marshall last year. You know, was on the practice squad, I think, or developmental squad for Kansas City. And DJ Bryant with the Ravens. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. On those, you also, yeah. yep. But um, but yeah, no, I've actually, I mean, this we're looking at like possibly having like Raven Green or Dean Marlowe make a significant play in the Super Bowl, <laughs> right? Like, I'm not, sure. not, not to knock yeah. any of the other guys, but I mean, someone could have an interception or a like sack or. I would something. take a Raven Green pick six in a Super Bowl any day of the week. That would be like 
one of the happiest moments ever for JMU, JMU Twitter fans. would explode oh, again. Would be out of control. Plug JMU yeah. Twitter again. It will be trending nationally if that happens. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, Rob, it's good to talk to you as always. Katie, thank you so much. Uh, look forward to talking to both of you. And Katie, we will tell Coach O that you said hello next week. <laughs> um, and yeah, our he's our favorite guest. We've, oh, he he yeah. was one of my first interviews. He's oh, I always loved interviewing Coach O. He's just the best. I yeah. He yeah. It's so easy to talk to. He he's like our year at JMU. So it's also just like old man day. Yeah. We can talk NBA all day with him. So it's great. <laughs> yeah. Water yeah. yeah. So, anyways, thank you guys both, and uh, we will catch up with everyone again next week. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Katie. See you. Thank you. Yeah. Go Dukes.